Hi, I'm Scott Pilgrim, uh, Executive Director of Baptist Mission Australia. It's my privilege to share with you today in our Alongsider series as we think about what it means to be a people of prayer. I've been in my role now for just over three years and I started in March 2020. I started a couple of days before uh, suddenly we were in lockdown in Melbourne. It wasn't the commencement that I was imagining. I had plans of what it would look like and suddenly there were crisis meetings. We were concerned about our, our intercultural team members around the world. Within a couple of days, the office had closed. Certainly not the start I'd imagined. But it became evident very clearly to me, very quickly, that the engine room of Baptist Mission Australia isn't our intercultural team members. It's not our great national team around the country. The engine room of Baptist Mission Australia is every individual and every church that prayerfully partners with us day in, day out, praying for our mission, our ministry around the world. If you're praying for Baptist Mission Australia today, you're part of that engine room. And I want to say thank you. The founder of the Christian Missionary Alliance, A.B. Simpson, wrote that prayer is the engine room of mission. And he went on to say something that I find encouraging and challenging. He says that mission and prayer were both birthed in the heart and the mind of God. And therefore, it makes sense that if we're to be effective in mission, we're called to be a people of prayer. We're called to pray for our shared ministry at Baptist Mission Australia around the world. We're called to pray for the local neighbourhoods in which we live, our local mission, our local ministry. We're called to pray for our mission, our witness as individual followers of Jesus. We're reminded of the inseparable link between mission and prayer when we look at the life of Jesus. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus describes his purpose, his mission as being the sent one. There are several references to this idea of sentness. The Father has sent Jesus on his kingdom purpose. And how does Jesus remain faithful and focused on that purpose? What sets Jesus' priorities? What allows Jesus to say in some ways yes to some things and no to others? It's Jesus' absolute commitment to prayer, that inseparable link between prayer and mission. We see at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he's been baptised and suddenly he's in the wilderness for 40 days as the evil one tempts him. And Jesus turns to prayer and fasting, to the word of God. He looks to his Father and the Holy Spirit to lead him through that challenging season. At the beginning of his public ministry in Mark 1, we get a snapshot of of some of the, the kingdom priorities for Jesus. And one of them, of course, is prayer. We read that familiar passage that we've, uh, we've heard today uh, about Jesus getting up early in the morning, going to a quiet place on his own to pray. We see this pattern of Jesus retreating before he advances. This snapshot picture of Jesus retreating to, to spend time with the Father, to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Uh, to allow time for renewal, time to align his life, his daily priorities uh, around his sentness, around his mission, his purpose. As it was for Jesus, prayer aligns our lives with the purposes of God. I mean, just think about it as we read in the Gospels, the the pressure, the pull, the push on Jesus, trying to teach uh, the disciples, that motley crew, uh, as as they follow him, the pressure of the crowds to perform, to heal miracles, the religious leaders trying to trap Jesus and the opposition, 
the, the public attention, the scrutiny, in the midst of all of that pressure, in the midst of all the different push and pulls on Jesus' life, we see him take intentional time to retreat, to cultivate his relationship with the Father, to align his life around God's purposes before he advances. And this intentional practice of retreat before advance is something for you and I to take hold of afresh today. I know that I increasingly need that alignment in my life. I've got a busy calendar. There are different pressures upon me. I'm bombarded every day with media and information like you are. I need to align my life around the priorities and purposes of God and retreating into prayer allows me to do that. We live in a 24-7, 365 world. We're seduced with messages of busyness and consumerism. You know, today the average Australian spends seven hours in front of a screen, 150 minutes on their phone each day, 121 emails on average. I wish I only got 121. 80 notifications. We're bombarded with, with busyness and information. And ha- having come out of the pandemic, we're still reporting increasing levels of anxiety in our community. Calvin Miller writes that busyness prowls around like a lion seeking to devour us, seeking to take us away from cultivating our relationship with God, seeking to to, to take us away from time with God in prayer. I don't need to go to an advanced 101 seminar. I don't need to go to business 101. But I certainly need to come back more and more to the pattern of Jesus in terms of retreat that I might advance with the Holy Spirit alongside of me. I was chatting to one of our team members recently and they were talking about uh, the life of an intercultural team member, where they are. They were talking about busyness and activity and the different demands upon them. Uh, They were talking about the potential of burnout and they highlighted this Latin phrase that the team members got written in the front of his Bible. Nemo dat quod non habet. You cannot give what you haven't got. To truthfully embrace God's invitation to mission, to serve effectively, we need to practice the pattern of Jesus. That we can spend time with the Father, that we can spend time with the Holy Spirit, that we might retreat so that we might advance effectively in ministry. Prayer aligns us with the mission heart of God. And prayer brings us to attention. It enables us to see where is God at work in my life and my community? Where is God at work in my neighborhood? Where is the Spirit leading me that I might seize opportunities to be the hands and feet of Jesus in my world today? It allows us time to come to attention and see who are the people of peace that God has put in my life. And we've got another message in our Alongside a series about what it means to discover and tap into people of peace in your neighbourhood, your world. It allows us to see kingdom opportunities. I love the story of Dick Dowsett and his wife Rose. Dick was pastoring a church in the UK in the 1960s and he felt this burden to put before his congregation that they ought to be a church that sent intercultural team members into Asia. They should become a sending church. And the church came together to pray. They came together to seek God's leading. They prayed for more than 12 months, but no one put their hand up to be that first sent worker. There was no response, and Dick Dowsett became somewhat discouraged. He kept on praying. He came to attention 
And then he realised that the first person who needed to go to Asia was himself. And so Dick and Rose go with OMF to the Philippines and where he's given a lifetime of service to that mission agency and to people in Asia serving Jesus as a leader in mission. But it began as he came to attention. It began as he gave God time and space to lead him into his purposes, into his priorities. Most of us spend much of our time kind of accidentally seeking after God. But what does it mean to to pause and to make that intentional space each day, each week, each month that we reflect on that pattern of Jesus retreat and advance and that we come to attention and we see that God is at work in our communities, that God doesn't need us, but God graciously invites us to mission. And as we pray, we come to attention and we see the people that God brings into our lives people that we can bring the love and the hope of Jesus to, people that we can come alongside. Just like our intercultural team members around the world, we're called to local mission to be alongside us in our neighbourhoods, and it begins with prayer as we come to attention. Prayer aligns us with the priorities of God. Prayer brings us to attention to what God wants to do in our lives and our community. And prayer positions us to access the resources of heaven. As I said, the mission of God is is his. Uh, I don't have to carry the burden of of mission or discipleship, but I'm called into relationship with God. I'm called into service. I'm esteemed and privileged like you are to be the hands and feet of Jesus. God chooses to use us as broken people, the mission of God in the hands of ordinary people. And I therefore realise my absolute dependence, my absolute need for God to be at work in my life, for the Holy Spirit to be providing me with the resources of heaven, with the power of God, the grace of God, the wisdom of God, as I step out and embrace God's invitation to mission. We see this with Jesus himself, accessing the resources of heaven that he might overcome the encounter in the wilderness We see Jesus in that powerful, agonizing prayer at Gethsemane, accessing the resources of heaven that he might rise up courageously and move towards the cross. We see Jesus modeling for us the absolute need for the Father's presence and the Spirit's power. We see it with Paul, who, writing to some of the early churches, says, Please, Pray for me. I need God's help. I need God's power. I need God's resources. Paul prays that God's spirit might open doors. He prays, God, give me courage as a witness of Jesus. He prays, help me to remain faithful. Protect me. Lead me. Guide me. And he asks others to stand in the gap that they might pray for him, that he might be effective in the ministry that God has called him to. Paul realises that it's not by might, that it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord, as Zechariah writes. Prayer reminds us of our absolute need for God. It reminds me that I am not in control. It reminds me that I need to open up my hands, that I need to let go of Scott Pilgrim's agenda and lean in daily and increasingly to God's agenda for my life and what God wants to do in my life, and to realise that I'm not bereft, I'm never alone, God is not distant or detached, God invites me into mission, and he empowers me with the Holy Spirit as he invites you today, and he promises to never leave us or forsake us. 
the beautiful privilege of ours today to step out into our neighbourhoods as alongsiders, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And it begins as we pray and allow ourselves to access the resources of heaven that God is with us now. Recently, I was in Adelaide and I was walking through the Flinders Street Baptist Church building with the pastor there, Pastor Scott. And we were talking as we walked about the history of this significant Baptist church in the city of Adelaide. It's the birthplace of international mission for Australian Baptists. We were standing in one room that Scott suggested to me was probably the place in the 1860s where Pastor Silas Mead called his congregation to come together for regular midweek prayer times that they might see the vision realised that Australian Baptists would step out into intercultural mission around the world. Silas Mead told his congregation that if they were ever to achieve that vision, it had to begin with prayer. And so in this small, humble room, in the back of the building here in Flinders Street, a group would meet and they began to pray. And their faith rose and they saw what God could do and their absolute dependence upon God. And as Silas Mead said, such an endeavour has to be birthed in prayer. And as they prayed, God raised up the first five women who step out with great courage to serve in mission across the world. I'm struck by the fact that at that time in that church, in that point of history, the Flinders Street community had none of the resources that I take for granted. They didn't have anything around them like I have today. And yet in faith, absolutely dependent upon their God, they boldly step out into mission, recognising that the resources of heaven are theirs. Today, as you consider God's gracious invitation to mission, uh, can I encourage you to examine your life? Are you seeking to do ministry in your own strength? Do you feel discouraged or tired, uh, fearful, timid? Uh, are you unsure where God is calling you in terms of ministry in your local community? Can I encourage us that we might go back to the model of our master, the model of our king, and that we might recognise the inseparable link between prayer and mission. Prayer that aligns us with God's heart and purposes. Uh, prayer that allows us to come to attention to see where is God at work in my life? Where is God putting people around me that I can be a bearer of hope, that I can bring the light of Jesus to? And prayer that opens up our life afresh to access the resources of heaven, that God is for you, that God is with you. And as you step out into your community this week, you go with God's strength and God's power and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Prayer, it aligns us with the priorities of God. It brings us to attention. It allows us to access the resources of heaven. And finally today, it brings us alongside others in mission. What was one of Paul's regular requests? Please come alongside me and pray. Pray for my ministry. Pray for kingdom, courage and boldness. Pray for the opportunities that God puts before me. Pray that I might share the hope of Jesus faithfully with those around me. Paul recognised that vital need for alongsiders, those who stood with him in prayer. 
As I said at the beginning of today's message, we celebrate alongsiders around the country at Baptist Mission Australia. Faithful men and women, individuals, prayer groups, mission teams, church communities who gather to pray for our intercultural team members around the world and for our shared partnership, our shared ministry as we embrace God's invitation to mission together. Last August, I was walking through a village with Cam in Masangulu in Mozambique. We crossed over a road to get to this village and Cam shared with me about the first time that he crossed that road more than a decade ago. He didn't know anyone in the village. He was walking into a Yao village to people of an Islamic background where at that time he didn't speak the language, he didn't know the culture or the traditions, but there was that burden for the Yao people and a call of God upon his life for Kath and Cam and his kids to be on the other side of the world in Mozambique. And they cross that road. And Cam talks about how he recognised that Australian Baptists were alongside him, that people were praying for him and with him, and the encouragement that gave him. Fast forward more than a decade, and there I am with Cam, and we cross that same road, and we walk into this village, and speaking the local language, uh, Cam engages with men and women. There is laughter, there's tears, there's a sense of the, the depth of love and relationship that Cam has with the people in this village, the respect they have for him. Uh, Cam and Kath are involved now in some wonderful practical projects in helping the people in that village, including uh, a water and reforestation project. Just beautiful to see uh, mission in action, uh, to see Cam and Kath modelling the incarnation of Jesus in that place. Then suddenly to step back and to realise that their home church, their family, their friends, prayer partners across Australia, uh, the Western Australian Friends of Baptist Mission Australia. There are a multitude of people praying for that team in Africa and praying for Cam and Kath. And as you pray and keep praying, we see the fruitfulness of ministry in a place like that. Like a letter I received recently uh, from a man who told me about his wife who'd been praying for more than 60 years for our team in Africa. 60 years. Daily committed to praying being alongside her, a partner who recognised that her ministry was prayer and the power of prayer. We come back to where we started. Here's the engine room. Here's the engine room of mission in your life, in your local church, for Baptist Mission Australia. The engine room of prayer. It's a role, a ministry that we can all be a part of as we pray for local communities as we pray for our work around the world. Bob Roberts, a US church planning pastor, says as we pray intentionally and consistently for places and people and God's activity around the world, what happens? The Holy Spirit lifts our eyes. Our sights are raised. And he says we become a global Christian, someone who thinks locally, prays globally, and steps out in mission locally. A commitment to global and local mission as we pray. I love what British Baptist leader Stephen Gork Rogers says. He says, prayer needs no passport. Prayer needs no visa or work permit. We can all actively involved in praying for mission around the world today. And so we're thankful. We're thankful for alongside us. 
We're thankful for Aussie Baptists who roll up their sleeves and who invest in the mission of Baptist Mission Australia on a daily basis through prayer. As you pray for Mel on the Silk Road, Demma and Carolyn in Thailand, Sarah and Gunther who've just arrived in Malawi, as you pray for our partners in places like Zambia and India and PNG, as you pray for new opportunities for Baptist Mission Australia in a rapidly changing world, and as we stand with you praying for your local community. Last November, we celebrated our first Walk the World, and we're looking forward to Walk the World again in November 2023. It was amazing to hear so many stories of how creatively, from kids to elderly citizens, gathered together in their communities, gathered together creatively in their churches to come alongside Baptist Mission Australia team members and pray. Could I say thank you? Thank you on behalf of our broad team for your partnership with us. But let's in closing remember that it's not just about intercultural team members around the world. God graciously invites you and I to mission today. God is at work in your neighbourhood. God is at work in your street. God is at work in your workplace. And God invites you and me to step out to become the hands and feet of Jesus. And let's go back to the model of our King. The inseparable link between mission and prayer. Prayer that aligns our heart with the purposes of God. Prayer that brings us to attention to what God is doing in our community. Prayer that reminds us that we have access to the power and resources of heaven. And prayer that privileges us to become an alongsider, a prayer partner, a friend, a person who intentionally invests in praying for others around the globe. Thanks for being part of the Baptist Mission Australia story. Thanks for your partnership. We're praying for you and your local church and mission today as you pray for us. Let's remember the pattern of Jesus to retreat before we advance. The vital importance of prayer and mission. God bless you.